We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. destroyed in three quarters potentially gonna beat the team that is gonna destroy the Warriors come May I don't know man I love early NBA season because it's like overreaction central you know it's like I said the Clippers are trash uh what where are you at my man I look it's obvious to me that Kawhi Leonard is not ready to play live basketball. It's kind of like Clay Thompson and Draymond, right? Those guys aren't really ready to play uh, live basketball. My feedback, Sam, is that do we expect those guys, especially Kawhi, to be able to play 100-plus games? That That's my feedback watching this specific game itself. What it says to me is uh, the Warriors are a pretty good, in a pretty good place in the entire NBA considering what – I've watched so far in three nights of the NBA. Yeah. Just so we're clear, we are live on YouTube. We're reacting to kind of the general NBA we've seen so far. We will discuss a uh, certain NFL trade in maybe 10 or so minutes. Um, But I want to kind of get to this with you, Andy. So we've watched every team in the NBA play at least opening night. And my question to you is, what is your biggest take from opening night? Could be could be anything. Could be like, wow, I didn't think this team was that bad. Or, wow, that team's way better than I thought. Or, wow, Steph's the GOAT. Yeah, I... <laughs> yeah, Steph's the GOAT. That's, that's, the, that's a forever take. <laughs> uh, one take for you. One take for you. I was very high on this team and thought if the Warriors weren't going to come out of the West, it'd be this team. I was concerned about their defense, but I thought maybe some of their role players, maybe their the MVP would be able to string together some solid enough defense. Sam, the Denver Nuggets might have a problem. They might have a bigger defensive it's, problem than I thought. It's over? It, it's not over, but, you know, whenever your best three offensive players, and they have some really good offensive players, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., and Nikola Jokic, are your three worst defensive players, 
and they're going to be guarding Jokic, the pick and roll guy, every time. Michael Porter Jr. is probably guarding the second best wing on most teams, pretty good. And Jamal Murray's guarding a point guard. It's a problem, right? You can hide, you can hide a bad defensive player at, at, at maybe the one or maybe the three. You can't hide one at the five. You can't hide all three. So I, it's one game. I, I, I thought, still that's, think what, I thought that's what the Warriors did when they won titles. Steph yeah. couldn't guard anyone. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, Katie didn't play defense. Uh didn't have any defenders on any position. Draymond, he's too small. You know, sneak, sneaky Warriors identity is that they always <laughs> have the best defense in the NBA when it matters, right? Like that's the sneaky Warriors truth that nobody really thinks about. Um, look, I don't think the Warriors, I, I don't think the Nuggets suck, but I, I do think like I, I don't know if they can win the championship. Just watch, watching one game. I, I, I'm taking a step back. I was all in. Now I'm taking a step back. You saw, you saw Kelly Olenek put it on the floor against Jokic. You're like, I'm out. How? Yeah, you're Call like you're like, Sexton. you're like you're like Mark Cuban on a uh, Shark Tank. You're like, and for this reason, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been watching a little too CNB too much CNBC. Oh Sorry, God, you got too much time on your hands. <laughs> I have no time on my hands, but <laughs> somehow I have all the time in the world on my hands at the same time. Um, yeah, I that was a disgusting loss. I don't know how else to put it. Yeah, uh, I feel like the the talk of the NBA opener. So like everyone playing the first game, the first two days is the Pelicans. Um, they look better than I expected. Zion looked really good, but for me, Zion wasn't surprising. Like I know what he can do if he's healthy. It was, they looked like the first, this is going to be a hot take. They look like the oh, first no. young team I could see that could actually dethrone the Warriors. I'm not saying it's happening this year. I'm saying I see a team with multiple multi-skill stars like Brandon Ingram, Zion. Um, they got a guard who can shoot from everywhere, CJ McCollum. And they got like six wings who are like 25 and under who can guard everything. I see the makings of the team that in a couple years might be the team who finally makes the Warriors look old. It might not. It might not be the the Memphis Grizzlies. It might be the Pelicans. They have two dominant forces. I think Zion Williamson is at. at you know when we see Draymond have trouble Pink against King. players. Yeah. Why? Well, you know we used to see Draymond have issues with Zach Randolph. That was like what twenty years ago now. But Zion Williamson is 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 a roided version of Zach Randolph, right? It's just lefty bowling ball, way more explosive, but he's going right through you, and he's more powerful than than Draymond maybe. Um. So. I think you're right. I mean, and then you want to get hipster, right? Trey Murphy's great shooter. Herb Jones, great defender. Right? You go down the list. Alvarado, right? All those guys. Larry Nance, glue, glue, glue guy. Yeah, yeah huge, <laughs> big, big hipster fan. I think you're right. I think you're right. So, do you do you think then that's the team? It's not Memphis. It's not um, maybe it's not Denver. But that that Pelicans team is a young team that's probably going to give the Warriors the most trouble in the next two three years. That that's your that's your take after one game. I love it. I think so. I think we're both aligned on we'll delete our accounts if Phoenix is actually the team who dethrones. Like, I, I just, it, it's not about Chris Paul. It's like, I just don't see it in any capacity that it could be a team like Phoenix. Uh, Denver, maybe, but I, I, I wasn't impressed with night one. I still think that there's something there and I want to watch more of it. Uh, and the Clippers, they kind of are what they are. But like for me, the interesting thing is the young teams, the Minnesota, Memphis, 
the New Orleans of the world. It's like we don't know what they're going to be. They could be the team that dethrones the Warriors, or they could be like a million. You know, they could be like the Lob City Clippers. Like they're cute, they're fun, and they never matter, right? Like that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I think at least through opening night, the Pelicans have my attention, and I don't know if it will last the whole year, but just looking at the confluence of t- – they have all the pieces. It's a question of are they going to be mature enough throughout the year and is this going to be the moment because it, it's a very talented roster. That's where I'm at, man. If if Brandon Ingram is going to be a consistent shooter and, and happy with being a secondary creator after Zion, I, th- I you're 100% there. Now, I think one pushback I have would be Brooklyn's an atrocious and atrocious <laughs> basketball team. That's a team that – I, I tweeted this. That's a team that it's like you put a fantasy team together and then expect them to figure it out. Except in fantasy, you don't have to play defense. In fantasy, you look at stats. And I think Brooklyn, you put that team together and you're like, you know, it's going to be cool if Kyrie and Ben Simmons like, have all individual great numbers. You put them together, none of those guys play defense. It's embarrassing. They have no chemistry. Or they have no cohesion. They look like they don't even enjoy playing with each other. They may win 48 games, 50 games. It's great, but... That's a miserable team, construction of a team. And it reminds me of the Lakers who we're watching right now. It's a miserable construction of a basketball team that in, nobody in their right mind that wants to put a team, like I think of Boston and the Warriors, just good teams. Mm-hmm. That's, not what Boston, uh, that's not what Brooklyn is. And I think, you know, maybe that helped Pelicans look a little bit better than what I think they probably should be. Um, but, I mean, I, I'm with you. I also wasn't impressed too much by Minnesota, but I do want to give them like a couple weeks. That's a team that I want to wait mean, a I mean, I mean, we're giving everyone a couple weeks. We're just no, 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 not Denver. not Denver. Not Denver. Not Denver. It's over. It's over. Time uh, to get on the Denver. trade market. I don't know about Time that. to trade Mike Michael Porter Jr. The Warriors. Um, you know, best I'm not high best on we it. can best we can give you is Dante in a second. <laughs> you know, I'm not high on it. On uh, no, on, no, on, but on I, I think he's really good. Um, you mentioned the Brooklyn Nets, and my other overarching take on opening night is the player empowerment vibes teams. Trending downward, you know, because it's like it's like the Nets and the Lakers. They're uninterested in any sort of coaching or identity. It's just vibes, just vibes all day, you know. And if you're if you're a basketball purist, you know, like 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 Steve Kerr, like Andy Lou, um, it, it it bothers you that they just think they can just like you know just play pickup ball and win that way. Um, and I think it's. I think if if you think about the game that way, it's at least enjoyable to watch those teams just get destroyed by more cohesive units who at least at least make an effort to build a team and not just like, all right, give me the ball, we're vibing. The the Warriors played a pretty pretty bad game. I know I missed the post game show. Shout out to Aaron, by the way, who always comes in clutch for me when I'm uh, either sick or hungover. Um, <laughs> I you're, uh, you're you're sick. Come on, I was bro. I was actually sick. I was I was doing pretty bad, but I'm great now. Um, the Warriors played a C plus game, dude. But it it just doesn't matter because they have the the structure. Like it's just it's they could go ten guys deep and and they can play defense and they can just not make open shots and it doesn't matter. They're gonna roll through the Lakers by twenty. It's just it, right. That's what happens for I think for teams like the Lakers and the Brooklyn. They need to play A games. The, the the Lakers are gonna are half gonna have to play an A plus game tonight to beat the Clippers and honestly the Clippers look like they're half asleep. It just it, it is what it is when you're a team like that that is just a mishmash of 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 
players that how disrespectful like like. is it that robert covington is like i don't even need to be sober to play against you <laughs> like like they they have terrence Mann is like i i'm i'm texting about bottle service after the game mid game i don't think oh, you're yeah. good oh, you yeah. know this yeah. they're not even getting you are right they're getting like a C plus effort from the Clippers. Oh like Kawhi, God. Kawhi's on a Clay Thompson minutes restriction. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a complete joke. But um, that's that's what you get. That's what you get when you try to cheat the game of basketball, right? That that's what you get. So, um, not not something that other Bay Area teams would ever ever do. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. <laughs> All right. Do we do we have other uh, first takes, first reactions? Um, you have any? I, I trying to think of some. I I, was, I, I I have a million, and I also have zero. Like we can keep going with this, but we have a special guest. Oh uh, yes. Um, you know what's funny? You know what's funny, my friend? We thought it would be a casual Thursday. We didn't. You know, it's like, hey, let let's talk about who's gonna play uh, right guard this week you know let, let's get some broader thoughts on the warriors and the niners and you know what friend of the show kyle shanahan was like i need to give these guys content so we got we got grant cone here uh everyone listening to this should be aware the niners have traded for christian McCaffrey. grant how are you doing my man i'm doing great it's nice to have something to talk about for a change other than jimmy garoppolo <laughs> i'm having a good time christian McCaffrey, he's great right such are a good move are we ready for the Niners' strategy? Was instead of getting a quarterback, we're gonna get every possible <laughs> player who can bust open a two-yard screen and just like see if we can win a Super Bowl that way. Yeah, we we thought they were trading for Trey Lance, the quarterback, but no, they wanted him to be a running back. And now that he's hurt, they needed to get another running back. My question is like seriously, how does Christian McCaffrey make the 49ers better? Like, don't they have a bunch of guys who can catch the ball in the flat and gain eight yards after the catch? I mean, nothing against Christian McCaffrey, but, like, they have that. How many How many checkdowns can you throw in a game? I don't know. Maybe guess we'll see. More. You can always throw more. 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 Yeah, I mean, more. Yeah. But there's always yeah. – I saw the clip of Jimmy. I saw the clip of Jimmy today throwing on the run. I mean, it looked, you know, it looked like Jimmy Something throwing on the run. Yeah. More checkdowns after that. It's, it's fair. They're going to set a record. They they gave away a, a second, third, fourth, fifth, right, and 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 another fifth. So so next draft there's going to be no picks. No picks. No picks. No. And, you know I I was curious about this. Let's say for big, example, big, big draft guru Grant and Andy. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I'm a big NFL. You know I knew Aaron Banks was Aaron Banks was going to be a good pick. I, I knew. Yeah, you called that. Yeah. 
Um, the Bay Area guy. Yeah. yeah. What is he? Alameda. <laughs> Shit. Well, yeah. you knew that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I would be very excited for this trade if uh, Trey Lance was the quarterback. Can you imagine if Trey Lance was the guy that was faking a handoff and running up the middle on uh, on second and like it, it would just be it would be fantastic. But like on a serious note, though, not accounting be, for veteran leadership. Um, the problem is that Trey Lance is hurt and that Christian McCaffrey is probably going to be hurt by November. But yeah. uh, I'm sorry. Other than that, if the Niners could keep any of their players hurt, I'd be juiced. But like they can't. So what's up with Christian? Is he going to be here on the team in December? If he is great, does this feel desperate to you? Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> panic, desperation. <laughs> I mean, basically, it's an admission that, like, okay, the offense wasn't going to get it done. Why you have Debo, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle? You, you spent on Ray Ray McLeod. Like, was was talent the issue? You needed another oh, checkdown. You got good running back. I just think it's- I think I think talent is an issue on the offense, but not from that perspective. It's like you at want weapons to- or at the offensive line. You can go. You can go across the board on it. George Kittle does not look like the George Kittle who got That's paid. True. That's true. Um, That's true. The offensive line is not amazing. We don't need to go through the quarterback thing. Um, What's your opinion of Christian McCaffrey, though? I mean, he's been hurt a lot. What do you think of him? Perfect Niner. Perfect <laughs> Niner. Are we up, are we playing on turf anytime soon? Are the Niners playing on turf anytime soon? Is Could. SoFi turf? Yeah. Well, I guess I guess CMC plays on turf, right? So I, yeah, I guess so, I guess he's yeah. used I guess to he's it. hardened by it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, he I, would not be he wouldn't be my number one option for them to trade for, but he is objectively a talent upgrade to a team who's kind of stale on offense. Like let, let's take yeah. a step back on that one. They're stale. Okay. They're yeah. at, at at the most basic level, it's not working. Stale. And as so Christian as McCaffrey's he, he's gonna he's gonna fix it. He's gonna fix it. So I mean, the question he is, better. Like, why is it stale? <laughs> the question is, why do you think? Because I agree, I agree. It, it is kind of the same old stuff every week. So, w- w- your thoughts? Why is the offense so I don't know boring? I think it's that Kyle is a scheme coach, and that his scheme has been figured out to a little bit. I mean, uh, his scheme is heavily dependent on pre-snap motion. He does it like ninety percent of the time. The rest of the league does it fifty percent of the time. And his whole thing is like, if I if I move pre-snap, then your defense will try to communicate and adjust and, and change calls. And if I do it enough, you'll have enough miscommunications that it will result in big plays in the ground through the air. Mm-hmm. And it's it's true. It's right. It's proven. But I think what what defense has figured out is like, okay, he wants us to to make these calls. Like, let's just line up and play and live with it. And so you're seeing like less of an advantage with these pre-snap motions. And so now you're seeing just a really vanilla offense. That's it. Do you think I that's think- true? Do you think that's true of um, let's let's call it his disciples? Because like Kyle's biggest calling card is all right. You don't think I'm a good coach? Why does everyone hire my assistants? And why do they all run kind of just all monsters? They're all they the, don't. All no, no one leans into the pre snap motion like Kyle. It is his baby. He does it ninety percent okay. of the time. The rest of the league does it like fifty. But yeah, I mean, he he does. Coach coaches well. He does have a nice tree. But in terms of his scheme, which is different than McVeigh's and LaFleur's, it seems like like McVeigh had his own gimmick. McVeigh's gimmick was three wide receivers in the jet sweep. And that's going to sort of mask that his run game is super vanilla. Once people figured out that he's a run first guy and he had like three blocking combinations, he hasn't been able to run the ball in like three years. I feel like Kyle's getting to that point where people are like, oh, 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 okay, okay. So we have to just like forget about the motion. And once you forget about the motion, he just has people like running around. It has no effect. It's like wasting once, time. Like once you're not worried that Ray Ray McLeod's going to who cares you because the chance he beats you, 
they're still not going to complete the throw. Well, the one time, the, pass, the one time Jimmy the makes the throw, he probably won't catch it. Yeah. And it's all window dressing. Once you're done with all the shifts and motions, you know that the Niners are either going to toss left, toss right, throw a screen, or throw a slant. I mean, it's a very simple offense. So forget all that stuff. Just line up so and play. Is it, so let me ask you this: Is that a scheme issue or is that a talent issue? And then what I'm really getting at is that a coaching issue or is that a GM issue? I think it's a scheme issue. I think this offense is underperforming more than any offense in the league. With, I mean, Brandon Ayuk is, at, is really good. And Debo isn't maybe as good as he was last year, but he's still really good. And Kittle isn't what he used to be, but he's still one of the best tight ends in the league. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. had an off game. Uh, he's still good. And then you got Jordan Mason, who they won't even try. You got Kyle Juszczyk. There's way too much talent on this team for them to be getting 18 points a game. Kyle has to own this. He does. And there's another split that's interesting. So Kyle wants to be under center. He wants to be like old school with play action. They don't even do play action anymore from under center. They're averaging like 4.3 yards. People have to buy, you're going to run the ball. So yeah. yeah. You, I mean, so, so what do you want to do? So the Niners averaging 4.3 yards per play from under center and 6.7 from the shotgun. Like just go to the shotgun. If it's worth, what are you doing? So maybe they'll figure that out this week. I don't know. Let me give you my theory on this one. Cause I've, I want to, okay. I want to run this by Uh-oh. you. I want to okay. run this by you. Uh-oh. I know Andy doesn't agree with me on this one. Or yeah. maybe he does. I don't know. I think Kyle has this this ties to the Warriors because we've we've been critical of Steve Kerr on the show over the years. Um, there's been years where he's had the best pick and roll point guard in the league basically his whole yeah. career, and he yeah. won't run him out of pick and roll. That's right. Um I would argue the difference here is the Warriors have an ownership group in a front office who will actually challenge their coach and ultimately um, fill in for his blind spots in a way that the Niners won't. Um, Steve Kerr does not have veto power over the front office. Steve Kerr's not, (laughs) you know, he's a four time champion. He is, but he's also not more, he's also not more powerful than his GM, which is objectively Uh, true of the Niners. I mean, he might be, but uh, he doesn't have Kyle. He doesn't have the point. And is, Kyle's blind spots more about ownership where maybe they love the fact that Grant Cohn is blaming Kyle and not ranting about Jed York instead. Um, And they prefer to (laughs) have the human shield than actually address the issue, which is while he's a good coach, he's not superhuman. And maybe just maybe we should hire a real front office. Who's willing to be like, dude, we're not going to draft an eighth running back in the third round that you're going to cut after week three. Well, look, I, I criticize you. We, we criticize Kyle Shanahan, but most people don't like locally. He's untouchable and nationally he's untouchable. And I think Jed loves that because he got so much flack after firing Harbaugh and then going to Tom Sula and Chip Kelly. He was a laughing stock and now no one makes fun of Jed anymore. Everyone's like, well, he got Kyle Shanahan, so he knows what he's doing. So I think Kyle Shanahan is basically taking advantage of that. He has no oversight. And Jed at some point has to step up and, and you know, act more like <laughs> Joe Lacob. You're like, dude, have some pride, man. He just traded four picks for another running back. He spent a third round pick on a running back this year, didn't like him, gave him no chance, and now after just spent taking, next year's. After, after taking one in the third the year before. Traded up for him, by the way. <laughs> traded up for him. Cut him. I mean, it's yeah. it's comical. I feel like the rest of the, the country is looking at this like, well, that's a silly move. But around here, they're like, Okay, Kyle did it, so it's probably going to be okay. Like, really, his track record is kind of spotty on this one. I don't know, Jed. What do you? How did? How did Jed give this the okay? If I were Jed, I'd be like, <laughs> No, you have running oh, backs. We, Get we a corner. Out, 
we left out the best part a Stanford running back. Like, is there another, like, if they traded for, um, I don't know, Jonathan Taylor, who's a better player, right? Yes. It'd be like, ooh, that's, that's a little too much. But because it's McCaffrey, like the golden child of the area, it's like, we're gonna we're gonna bring it back. We're gonna you know it's gonna be like we the can Rose sell Bowl it all over again. Yeah, my, we can sell it. We, yeah. My my take with Kyle is it. My take with Kyle is um, it's the Trey Land stuff because that actually is the most important. I don't mind the CMC trade. I can I can talk I can talk myself into anything, but uh, <laughs> but but uh, but the, the the disgust that I've had is that you move up to make that trade for Trey Lance, which I thought was cool. You throw three first round picks, whatever. Um, you should have you should have took that risk with Tom, or you should have took that risk with yeah. Stafford. But whatever, you you learn your lesson. You said, hey, I'm gonna go get a non Kirk Cousins type player. So you move up. Then we hear all this shit about Mac Jones, who by the way is not even a better quarterback than Bailey Zappi. True. Um, so all of a sudden you go ahead and get this this it's, guy. Com- it's coming around from my guy Mac. Yeah, yeah. Trey Lance, who is totally different mm-hmm. than he like he's not even RG three. RG three was faster, was play more games he was maybe even a better thrower honestly this dude who we have no idea whether he's good or not then you sit his ass the entire year last waste season, one year yeah which in my opinion waste one year because you and i and and sam i, I know you're a kyle guy but you know that they were not going to win the super bowl last year with jimmy g so you do that and yeah. then then you come in this year i was and, all in in green bay though yeah I, I was too i was pretty happy the hand of god and, came down and blocked that oh, plant sorry man yeah. unbelievable yeah they own green bay by the way, they, yeah. they own Aaron Rodgers. They should get Aaron Rodgers. They should. They should. Uh, <laughs> they should look into that. They should do that. And then you come in this year. You give Trey the job, but you also don't let Trey play quarterback. And right. that was when I was actually like all that stuff before. I didn't really care because I was like, Kyle's cool. Like he's made this team good. He brought him to the Super Bowl. But that was when I was out. That was when I was like, okay, you do all this stuff. Then you change your mind. Then you change your mind again. And then you yeah. and then you say you can't play QB. You turn him into a running back. I don't care what you have to say, whether you got hurt or not. But you turn him into a running back. And now you're back to Jimmy. You're back to your ex-girlfriend who you didn't really like. <laughs> and you're sitting Here's what I think happened, Andy. I think they overreacted <laughs> to training camp. He had a rough training camp. But he was going up against Emmanuel Mosley, Traverius Ward, the best defense in the league. It would have been rough with Jimmy, too. Jimmy was over on the side field looking pretty. And I think Kyle just overreacted and was like, oh, we have to run him in the first few weeks to get his feet underneath him. That was dumb. Let's comp- like link this to the Warriors. You compared Kyle Shanahan to Steve Kerr. What about Mark Jackson? That's the way I see it. I mean, he changed the culture. He changed the culture. He did certain good things. But like his offense? What is your offense? I'm saying, I, I, comparing him to Steve Kerr, I don't know if he's earned that yet. I give him, I give him two two differences here. Okay, no one's copying Mark Jackson's offense. That's true. That's well, true. Kyle's offense is pretty, pretty, pretty bad. That's true. As, no, but my, hey, Mike Malone got a job. Where, Mike Malone the, got a job. Okay, he did. That's, <laughs> you're pulling that one, and it, not for the offense. Just to be clear, no, 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 that's no. True. I mean, no, no. I think, I just think for doing Mark Jackson's job without. All I'm, all I'm saying yeah. is like, look, and I don't really feel like criticizing Steve Kerr right now because the Warriors are in a good spot, but that's a lie because I'm going to do it. Um, <laughs> it's, Steve Kerr unchecked would have okay. had Jordan Poole gone, okay. and he would – I don't know who they'd have running dribble handoffs instead of running Steph and Jordan Poole through pick and rolls. So, okay. I mean, it goes without saying, even the brightest coaches, and he is a 
really smart championship and a Hall of Fame caliber coach, like you do benefit from having your power checked. And I don't know, just talking to someone in any way. And when I look at the Niners, it's a lot of, oh, Kyle, I thought you were a genius. I thought you could do everything on your own, do that sort right. of thing. And it's, it's, yeah. he is, he's a good coach. There's a reason. It's a bad organization. Coaches. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a bad organization. They, and, and they, 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 they called him up like out of desperation. Like, please, Kyle, make us, make us legit. Sorry. Yeah. Which, which no. he, I mean, he did. Yeah. He, he got him. He, got he did, him to, right? It is. Yeah, it is. It is kind of yeah. frustrating though, watch watching because even last season they make the N- NFC Championship game, but it's like three. All, all I'm saying is, hey, Grant, you've followed this team as long as I have. Yeah, they were a joke pretty much since Eddie D. What had moved on? I don't know. How, how do you want to describe it? Like his sister took over the team, whatever you want to say. And under the well, the Harbaugh years complicated things, but they 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 had that. They messed it up, and then they went through some two dark years, and then. Kyle but if you want to go, if you want to go relevant. broader, if you want to go broader, basically, you know, uh, Denise takes over the team, and they are broadly Bad. a joke. Yes, living off of the reputation of the the standard of the yes. NFL for fifteen to twenty years, which they were, they were right. like, and I mean, it feels somewhat Lakers ish in some ways, where you're just like they're living off the reputation. Um, but but at the end of it, like Kyle comes in, and now it's all about Kyle now. Every every you know credit to Kyle, every criticism to him, but we're ignoring the fact that I don't know none none of you guys have proven you know how to do anything without him. That's a good point, and it's not like it's sort of like Chris Cohan hiring Steve Kerr. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's actually a much better analogy. Like we suck, and so you do everything. It's like okay, well that may not work, but what's nice about the Warriors is that they're actually it's a competent organization. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Steve Kerr <laughs> did used to run a team, and it didn't it didn't go well. By the way, he traded. Uh, was it was it the Knicks? The Suns, the Suns, the so Suns. He, he I'm ran stupid, the yeah. Suns, right? And he traded for Shaq. Yeah. He may he may <laughs> have go. been the guy who recommended. He may <laughs> he may have been the guy job, who Steve. recommended yeah. Robert Sarver to the NF the NBA. Hey, but all right, right, all right. Talk about that. So you know, right. you know. yikes, but yikes. All, hey, all, all, all people I'm change. Saying, all I'm saying is, uh, you know. He's a he's a Hall of Fame coach, not, yes. not a Hall of Fame. Uh, he found his niche. He found his spot. Yeah, yeah. His hey, um, this weekend, and I find this interesting because um, I love Harbaugh, um, and they're they're celebrating yeah. the Harbaugh thing against the team that they lost to in the Super Bowl uh, with two coaches that lost in the Super Bowl, uh, which is hilarious because the Niners have been losers the entire my life. Um, what era is it's your is, fault for not being as old as me? Yeah, I never watched Joe or Steve. Um, it's it's like a Warriors fan 20 years from now that's never watched. You don't watch Steve? How old are you? I'm 31, but I didn't watch like I was young. Like that's I didn't right, watch. Fair enough. I'll yeah, let us know. He's a, he's a, he's a, he he's a vague memory. I'll let us know. You're Jeff he's, Garcia he's, guy. He's, he's being, he's being honest about it. He's not being that's like right. you and yeah, me pretending like we watched Joe and we were six. I did not see Joe. I missed it. Yeah. The whole thing. I always do feel like Harbaugh has a better chokehold on the Niners fan base. Where if you asked, had to ask Niners fans, and I saw you, you ran a poll. It just, yeah. If you he had won to it. ask them, yeah. they're like, Harbaugh. Like, yeah. that's, and the Kyle era is not over. Kyle could win a Super Bowl right. this year. Yeah. I got one. He could. But it's like, yeah, they could. They could. They could. Chris McCaffrey. Um, so good. <laughs> I mean, that first wheel route, man. So good. Yeah. That first real route that Jimmy overthrows, like game changer. Oh my god! Like yeah, he does the juice yeah. every game. It's yeah. gonna be there fucking. I might, I might punch a wall and Oof. break my hand. But um, be careful. 
Harbaugh feels like he resonated more with the fan base than Kyle. And I actually don't know why. I had some theories, but I want to hear your thoughts, whether that's true or not. Whether that's true. Yeah, because it doesn't seem fair because he didn't win the Super Bowl either. Like nope. he had more sustained success, but ultimately he didn't get it done either. And he I think was favored. He was favored. He was. He he, he and that, he, they weren't prepared for that game. They went down. Flacco big. they lost to. That yeah, first thing goal it was, was rough. It was bad. So I think the way people feel is that he didn't deserve to get that fired. He got that team taken from him. And until someone sort of outdoes him, it still feels like it's his team. So what's crazy is on Sunday, he's going to get the biggest ovation I can, I, we can imagine. And if the Niners lose, Kyle's going to get booed. It's going to be a very dramatic day. I'm not saying the Niners are going to lose. They just might win. The Chiefs yeah, have no defense. Gonna, gonna they could lose. But uh, that could happen. And I think it would amuse Jim Harbaugh. And I think it would really upset Kyle. It would upset me. So I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> You think Kyle's you think Kyle's a little salty that, that they're yes. doing a yeah. Yes. Yeah. So so it's a it's as simple as like fans aren't dumb. Jim yeah. like like yeah. Harbaugh is not a better coach. He might not be a worse coach, but he's definitely not a better coach uh, than yeah, Kyle I Shanahan. I agree. With but everyone knows he got a raw deal. Like he got let go yeah, for no reason. He got like, a raw deal, straight up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas yeah. like we all know the Yorks love Kyle. So yeah. it just feels like, oh, he he's not subjected to the same standards exactly. as that guy. It's not exactly. even that he's a better or a worse coach. It's just the double standard of it. Yeah. And, and so what was Harbaugh's biggest humanity. sin that he was like eccentric or he was a jerk? Like who cares? It's football. You're here to win. Right. So what's I the love, big deal? I love Harbaugh. And by the way, he was a guy that moved to Colin Kaepernick. Who's, you know, if you're in the Bay area, you love cap. I love cap. Um, like Cap's his teams never were like, hurt. Cap cap never missed a game. Frank Gore was around. Vernon Davis was there. Like, he he's never like Kyle's figured it out here and there certain certain years. Harbaugh has success every year, every place he goes. Stanford, Michigan, the Niners. You, I mean, he he doesn't have these down years. Lot, a lot like, of oh, line drives. A lot oh, of a lot. We of had injuries. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like and like he hasn't won a championship either. So really, what's the difference? But <laughs> I don't know. I'm not saying that the Niners should bring back Harbaugh. If the Niners like want to move on from Kyle Shanahan, I wouldn't bring back Harbaugh. I'd be more no. interested in someone like Ken Dorsey. Someone like, you know, Shout the next guy. Shout could've, out Miramani. Could have kept McDaniel. <laughs> I don't know. Cody Pickett, maybe. Does he want to coach? Maybe. Could have kept McDaniel. Could have kept McDaniel. That's true. McDaniel do you think Do you think the Niners are subjected to the standards they deserve? That's really where I'm coming down on this. Like, from I keep fans? thinking the overarching everyone like i'm not asking you to like call people out on this one i'm i'm coming from this from the standpoint of i grew up with the niners being the gold standard of the bay area and steve young was hated because he was not joe montana that's true um which is ridiculous but that's probably going to be the warriors point guard after steph curry like mm-hmm. he's going to be, cool. he's going to be, sub- cool. yeah, he's going to be subjected to the fact that he's not the greatest. Um, and it, it feels like the Niners and maybe it's an overarching barrier thing. They're just not subjected to kind of that standard of excellence in general. It's just kind of I, I, the way I look better. at it is like, they were so irrelevant for so long when they were bad that like locally and nationally, people just want the Niners to be relevant. People just want to talk about the, because they're like the, the flagship West coast franchise. So they don't have to be great. 
and they Poor know Rams. it. And I don't like it. And it's like Eddie D would have lost patience with Kyle Long. He fired George Seifert. You know, he fired freaking George Seifert. He had two rings. He would have lost patience with Kyle. But Jed, I think, is a little bit in that Jerry Jones mold where he's like, hey, you know, like, can we just be talked on, talked about on 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 the radio <laughs> and on on, on uh, Sports Center? And as long as they're in the playoffs with Kyle Shanahan, they will be talked a lot about. So I'd like to see him channel his Eddie D and like, you know, get mad like he did with Harbaugh. I don't think we've heard. I don't think. I don't think we've heard from Jed and. I don't. What does he do? (laughs) Outside of outside of making like the worst stadium that just he spends his parents' money, and when it's time to like spend something (laughs) big, he has to ask them for permission. Pretty much. By the way, Sam, I hope we don't. You know, friend of the show, Kirk Lacob, um, who's who's a good dude. I uh, you know, I hope I hope Kirk doesn't go down that path. You know, Uh, seems like he's a lot more (laughs) capable. Uh, than uh, than old than old Jed. Well, I will say that paid his dues. The, the yeah. fundamental difference is, um, you know, Kirk's in the organization and right. he's been making this. And who knows what it pretty looks good, like? Pretty good in ten years. Um, but that's a fundamental difference between hostile takeover from a sibling, which is kind of the Niners thing. So, yeah. um, thing. Yeah. you know, he was at BNY Mellon. Like, hey, you want to run the for- the Forty Niners? He was like, I'm 27. That sounds phenomenal. Let's do it. I mean. Objectively, that's a better job than I had at 27, so I can't blame him. You know, true. like it's just, true. just being it's just true. calling it out. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. the night it, it it feels like they pull me in this season where you know I'm all in week one. I'm like, hey, let's get in there. Trey Lance. Then they play this weird game. Then then Trey Lance comes and and, and breaks his breaks his ankle the next game, and I'm out. Right. Then they pull me back in because I'm like, this is the best defense in the NFL. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send the best it. defense in 10 years. Yeah, I'm gonna send Andy a clip of of Trent Williams pull blocking and destroying someone in Week 12. And he's like, I'm back in. I'm, I'm back, back in. in. I love That's Trent. It. That's I it. love Trent. You know, well, now Trent- they got Christian McCaffrey. Then now they have the, the number one offense in the league. <laughs> I, I gotta yeah. be honest. Here's what. Here's one I was thinking about. If okay. Jimmy Garoppolo can't, if he can't put up, I'm not. I'm, we're not talking about winning games. We know Jimmy wins games, whatever that means. But if you can't put up numbers. With the best defense in the NFL, Debo Samuel, Brennan Ayuk, George Kittle, the best tackle in the NFL, and then now the best running back when he's healthy in the NFL, or at least top three running back in the NFL. Then you're best Mark Jackson. running back of all time. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. what, what, what does it say? Fuck. What like, does it say? Do- what are we doing here if you can't go three, 300, 300 yards, two TDs, and no interceptions every game? I mean... I expect him to do better, but it, what it means is that he's a scheme coach and that you can give him all the talent in the world, but he's still going to run his scheme the way he wants to run it. So I don't know. I just want to see if they can keep Christian McCaffrey healthy the whole season. If they can do that, I'm not betting against him. But I mean, we keep talking about the injuries with this team. Like it's going to take care of itself. It never does. Every week it's like four more guys. So I just want to see him keep healthy. I saw I saw Matt Barrows write about how you don't get to talk to the 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 the, no. the, the doctors. No, that, that's true. You don't get to talk that's to true. any of the. They're like, that's a better question for the training staff. I'm like, okay, we like to talk to the training staff, and they're like, no, you can't. No, like, okay. To be fair, I think that's across teams. Like the Warriors don't let anyone talk to Celebrini. They're they're all trying to hide their their hidden secrets. So, but, the, but they want to uh, just have one one narrative, right? One voice. It's it's perfect. From the coach. If it if yeah. it works, if it works that they have some sort of scientific secret, and if it doesn't work, 
You don't know. But, let, you but, didn't let's, talk to but him. hold on. But let's talk about it because let's take Jason Vrett, for example. Who I don't know if he's is he going to be on the roster? Or is he is he is he done? They haven't activated him yet. They have until next Tuesday. So he okay. I, I don't know if he'll play this weekend. So so let's take him for example. He's someone that they got him when he was hurt, right? Um, they bring him back. They bring him back too early. He gets burned. Then he goes back on the IO because he was hurt again, right? Because they brought him back too early. Um, yeah. He has a great season. Exactly. He tears his ACL the next season. They bring him back again. And so there, he's back again, and he opened up his window last week, and then all of a sudden he has knee soreness, which to me is not is not a oh no, Jason Vred mm-hmm. has you know it's like well dude part of the process. Wh- what have you been doing that yeah. he can't even practice? He gets yeah. knee soreness after practice. Yeah, it always seems like whatever whatever like regimen this training staff has to like bring guys back is like doesn't work. It's either too fast or, and I don't know if it's their fault or the players aren't sure. following the, the program. I don't know what it is, but it doesn't seem to be working. I don't know. It's a very strange team. It's just so funny. Like, like all, all week we're talking about, man, this injury issue and like, why can't they fix it? And like, then they go trade for an injury prone player. It's like, well, that's why they don't care. They don't take the issue seriously at all. How about your buddy opinion. Javon Kinlaw? I'm going like to gonna send you, I'm going to send you the propaganda in the morning. Are you ready yeah. for... Are you ready for the Stanford Niner like mixtapes that are about to come out? <laughs> Dude, that's enough. All I know is that UCLA is undefeated and Chip Kelly is making Jed York look stupid. So go check. <laughs> go check. Did you go to UCLA? Go to UCLA? Grant, appreciate yeah. you. Oh, man. Thank yeah, you, sir. Yeah. I've talked so much crap about Chip Kelly, but now I'm a big fan. <laughs> College coach. College coach, baby. Yeah. All right. Grant. Appreciate you. This was a lot of fun, guys. Thanks for having me. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.